So Kavanaugh did, uh, Brett Kavanaugh did an interview on Fox News last night. And look, obviously, as you know by now, I, I think that he's innocent. I think he's being smeared um, by a bunch of disgraceful opportunists in the Democrat Party. That said, he didn't come across well in his interview, in my opinion. It was not, it, it, it was not a great performance. And I really hope that he changes his approach for Thursday. Okay. It's, it's very important. So, and I know I was talking about this on Facebook last night and, uh, most people were saying, Oh, I thought he did really well. It was wonderful. He did, he did a wonderful job. And maybe some of them really do think he did a wonderful job, but I think a lot of those people, a lot of the conservatives are saying, Oh, it was a great interview. I think a lot of them are, they're just saying that because they support Kavanaugh and they feel bad for him uh, for good reason, you know, but so for that reason, they don't want to be critical, but we do need to be critical here because it's really important that he changes his approach for the hearing on Thursday. Now, I understand, look, to be, to be on live TV is disorienting, especially if you're not used to it. To be on live TV under these circumstances is, is, is I, I can't even imagine how overwhelming that is. So you're going to be nervous. And, um, and I also know that, of course, he's got PR people around him. He's got his team around him. And uh, they're, they're coaching him. They're, they're helping him. They're, you know, they're, they're giving him advice. doesn't mean that he's guilty. The fact that you've got people helping you, that just means that you're in a very high-pressure, high-stakes situation, and uh, you're not used to being in this kind of situation. You're not used to being on TV. You're not used to this kind of scrutiny. And so you got people advising you, you know, like anybody would. But I think the advice that he's getting is just, is just it's not good advice, um, it's, in my opinion. You know, for one thing, he sounded very scripted, and he was repeating the same lines over and over and over again. And I was watching with my wife, and we were both just cringing. Like, by the fifth time that he repeated himself, the exact same line verbatim, like he was literally reading, like there was a teleprompter. Uh, it, it was, it was, we were cringing. I, I think the, the worst thing now is to sound scripted. That's the worst thing. It, it is, it is much, I mean, if you're worried about, well, if you don't, you know, if you don't stick to a script, then you might go, you, you might get angry and go off the rails a little bit and, and get away and, and run, you know, run away with your words. Well, I think it's much better to err on that side of the spectrum than on the side of the spectrum of sounding of sounding scripted. For another thing, you know, he tried. Uh, I think he tried to run too far in the other direction by saying that uh, because he's, he was trying to combat the the image of this image that's being painted of him as being this kind of high school and college uh, frat bro kind of guy who's going around getting drunk all the time and just being a jerk and obnoxious. So he's trying to come, he's trying to dispel that notion. And so he said in the interview that, well, the main thing he was worried about in high school was doing his service projects. He said that multiple times about his service projects and uh, going to church and getting good grades. That was the only thing he was worried about. And maybe that's true. I mean, it's possible that he really was that straight laced in high school. But the vast majority of high school kids aren't like that. The vast majority of high school kids, even if they do service projects, that's not their main concern in life is, oh, I just want to do my service projects, okay? I certainly wasn't like that in high school. I wasn't anything, I wasn't even close to that. Um, and you don't, need, it, 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 you don't need to be that way. Um, it, and he doesn't need to portray himself that way. I think it's okay to be a little bit more real and say, you know, look, I was, I was a kid. Um, but making that admission, that, yeah, look, I was a kid. I, I mean, I did dumb things. To make that admission, that's not the same thing as admitting that, oh, I, I tried to commit sexual assault, right? 
Uh, and then the last thing is Kavanaugh. And this this was the main thing to me. Kavanaugh. He was he was trying to be very restrained. Like I said, that was obviously the advice that he'd been given. And so he was trying to hold back his anger. He refused to criticize Democrats. He refused to criticize the media. He was given multiple opportunities. He was asked, he was asked, where do you think this is coming from? Why do you think they're coming after you? Uh, do you think it's politically motivated? And he was asked, you know, the New Yorker ran this, this article about you. Uh, there are no witnesses. There is no, there's no co- corroboration. Do you think it was the right decision for them to run the article? And in both cases, he went back to the script and said, I'm not going to comment. I'm not going to comment on motives. And I know that that's, look, I know that in D.C., for whatever reason, the PR people, that's how they advise, that's how they advise politicians to behave. That's, that's the response. Oh, I'm not going to comment on that. I just think it's bad advice. I think you need to be a human being and react like any other human being would. You're angry, you're ticked off, you're indignant. And obviously you know that, yes, it's, this is irresponsible, reckless journal, journalism. The Democrats are, are, are obviously politically motivated. We all know that. He knows it. It obviously makes him very angry, so just say it. Why not say it? What are you worried about at this point? You're worried that if you say it that the Democrats won't like you? I mean, come on. They already hate your guts. They're, they're trying to destroy your life. There's nothing you can say that's going to make them more aggressive towards you. They're already as aggressive as they could possibly be. So just tr- let it rip is, my, is, is what I would say. That's what Clarence Thomas did. I really hope that Judge Kavanaugh, before the hearing on Thursday, he should go. I mean, I'm sure he's seen it before, but maybe go again and watch that clip of Clarence Thomas, Clarence Thomas in his hearing when he was confronting the bogus allegations against himself. And he launched into this three-minute monologue, which was very aggressive. He went on the offensive. He was angry. He called these people out. He called it what it was. And, uh, and I, I think Kavanaugh needs to have another moment like that, a raw, real, angry moment where, he, where he's just acting like any human being would in this situation, where you're being lied about and your reputation is being destroyed, and your family is being attacked. Um, all right. So here's the main thing I want to talk about. All of the, when you look at Washington, D.C., and you see all the incompetence and all the chaos, all of that is primarily fueled by two things, maliciousness and cowardice. And Democrats will generally contribute the maliciousness, the malice, and Republicans will contribute the cowardice. And you can really see how all this works when you look at the Kavanaugh situation. It's all been illustrated for us. Let's remember that this whole, and I don't think this can be emphasized enough, this whole Kavanaugh circus could have been avoided from the very beginning if not for GOP cowardice. GOP cowardice is what got this ball rolling. Because President Trump was advised by, uh, you know, by, by his people, by Republicans, to nominate Brett Kavanaugh rather than Amy Barrett. Amy Barrett, who's the extremely conservative um, woman. And he was advised, though, to go with Kavanaugh because Republicans were concerned that Barrett's social conservatism might upset the Democrats. But, of course, the Democrats have no power so it doesn't matter if you upset them. Yet Republicans still decided to go with the more mild figure in hopes of avoiding any kind of nasty altercations with the powerless opposition party. 
which is the kinds of decisions that they're always making. Um, Republicans are always doing, they're, they're, they're always doing kind of like what I do when I shop for wine. Okay, because I don't know a good wine from a bad wine, so I always just buy the second cheapest wine. Not the cheapest, because I figured the cheapest is probably bad, but not the most expensive, because I don't want to pay for that. So I just go for the second cheapest. That's always that's just always what I do. And I, I actually do that when I'm shopping for most things, because I don't know, I don't know what any, you know, I just, I have no idea what I'm doing in life. I'm clueless. So I always just go, I, I, I just go one step up from the cheapest. Um, and Republicans do the same thing all the time. They rarely go and make the worst decision, but they don't make the best decision either. So with the Supreme, so with the, the Supreme Court nominee, that, that's kind of what they did. There were obviously worst, there were worse people they could have chosen than Brett Kavanaugh. I mean, Brett Kavanaugh was a good choice, don't get me wrong. But he wasn't the best choice from a, from a conservative and constitutional perspective. It wasn't the absolute best home run choice. That would have been Amy Barrett. And so they go for this kind of intermediate route, hoping that it will appease conservatives and liberals at the same time. But what they still don't understand somehow is that Democrats will never be appeased, ever. They will be vicious no matter what. They will treat every Republican measure, every Republican legislation or appointment as the end of human civilization, no matter what, no matter who it is, no matter what it is, no matter the situation. They are permanently stuck on DEFCON 1 setting, no matter what. So if they're going to panic regardless, you may as well give them something to panic about. Remember, that's what you're, uh, that's, that's the famous line that, that everyone's dad used to say. Stop crying, I'll give you something cry, to cry about. Which I don't think of my dad, I don't know if my dad ever actually said that. But, but, um, th but that's what Republicans should say to Democrats. Okay, say, so, okay, you want to cry? I'll give you something to cry about. That should, have been their, that should have been their strategy, their approach for the last two years. Oh, you guys are going to panic over everything? You're going to freak out? Well, I'll give you something to freak out about. Here you go. But they don't. Republicans have the power to shove whatever they want down the Democrats' throats, but they're too scared to use that power for some reason. They compromise even when there's no reason to compromise. And even though the other side has no power, and so they have no leverage, and even though the other side really won't accept anything but complete surrender anyway. <clears throat> um, and that's what brought us to the Brett Kavanaugh situation. And, and again, don't get me wrong. I think Kavanaugh, Kavanaugh is a, 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 very, a very solid choice. I've thought that all along. And obviously what's happening to him now is horrific. Um, he doesn't deserve any of it. But, but it all, you know, if they had put Bar if they had put Amy Barrett up for the court, um, Democrats, they would have freaked out. They would have lost their minds. They would have said, oh, they're going to over overturn Roe v. Wade. <clears throat> but I doubt they would have been able to conjure up. They, they couldn't have gone this route with a woman. I mean, I, I guess you, you, you can't, um, you can't assume anything, but nothing is beneath them. But most likely, with a woman, they would not have uh, tried to conjure up sexual assault allegations. So they would have had to just freak out the whole time about, uh, you know, it's going to be Handmaid's Tale and all that kind of stuff. But they did that anyway with Brett Kavanaugh. You see, so it didn't make a difference. Republican cowardice made all this possible, got the ball rolling, and Republican cowardice has kept it going, sustained it. 
Leftist uh, liberals, Democrats are complaining that the GOP leadership has been bullying uh, the Kavanaugh accusers, claiming that they've they've been bullying Christine Ford. But the truth, as usual, is the opposite of that. Republicans have spent the last week groveling at, at, at Ford's feet, making concession after concession, begging her to come to D.C., and tell her unsubstantiated, uncorroborated story on national television. I mean, they've been begging her. They said, come here, we'll go there, we'll do anything you want, anything, please, Dr. Ford, please. They've been begging her. And the back and forth was all in bad faith. Democrats were simply stalling as they rooted through Kavanaugh's closet for any other skeletons, real or imagined, that they could find. And now, and Republicans very generously gave them the the space and the opportunity to conduct that search. That's what this was all about. It was obvious to anyone with two brain cells in their head. The past week, as, as, as Republicans have been negotiating, trying to get her to come and testify, it was clear to everyone that they were just stalling in order to, to give themselves more time to dig up more dirt. And for some unbelievable reason, the stupid Republicans let them do it and said, okay, fine, yes, we'll give you more time. I mean, you absolute idiots. Just hold the vote. What are you doing? Republicans could put an end to this at any time. All they have to do is confirm Kavanaugh. They could have confirmed him last week. They can confirm him now. There's nothing to be gained by waiting unless the continued character assassination of Brett Kavanaugh is something that they consider to be a gain, which it is a gain for Democrats. And it's a gain not only because it destroys this particular Supreme Court nominee, but also because it serves as a warning to any other potential conservative judges. What Democrats are doing is they're, they're cutting off Kavanaugh's head. They're putting it on a, on, a, on, a, on a spike. And they're kind of putting it on the, on the edge of the town and saying, um, abandon all hope, ye who enter here. This, this is what happens. If the Republicans nominate you, this is what we're going to do to you. And Republicans are allowing them to do this. I mean, Mitch McConnell gave a, a nice speech yesterday, uh, and, and he was very aggressive, and, um, and he called all this what, what, it, what it is. He said that this is a smear campaign, uh, and on and on and on. But if that's how you feel, why are you allowing it to get, why don't you just hold the vote? If you know that it's a smear campaign, why are you humoring it? Why are you entertaining it? Do you know what Democrats would do in this? You know what Democrats would do? We all know what Democrats would do in this exact same situation. Do you know how they would respond if they controlled Congress and it was their Supreme Court nominee being slandered? They would flip a middle finger to the Republicans and to the conservative voters, and they would confirm their nominee without hesitation. They wouldn't be holding a hearing. They wouldn't be doing an investigation. They wouldn't be doing anything. They would say, oh, you don't like it? Try and stop us. Oh, you can't stop us. Well, too bad. I mean, you guys can cry about it, but we're just going to do what we're going to do. We don't care if you cry about it. It doesn't matter to us. And, uh, and Republicans would cry and they would stomp their feet and conservative talk show hosts would, 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 would be sent into a, into a rage about it. And, uh, and I would rant about it right now in my car, screaming like a madman. And, um, and uh, conservatives everywhere would complain about how unfair it all is. And Democrats would just laugh. They would say, you suckers, I don't care. You think we care that you're upset? They wouldn't care how we feel. 
because they got their guy on the Supreme Court and that's the only thing that would matter to them. They would see all the rest of the hysterics and the outrage as irrelevant, a sideshow, unimportant. And you know something? They would be absolutely right. It's time for Republicans to take a page from that playbook. The play is very simple. It's called Use the Power that you have been given. Use it. You absolute wimps. Use the power. We gave it to you for a reason. I mean, there's you're on the football field. You got the ball in your hand. And there's no one else on the field. The other team hasn't, hasn't fielded it. All you got to do is just run to the end zone. That's all you have to do. But Republicans are, they're afraid that they might hurt, they might hurt the other side's feelings if they score a touchdown. So instead they just run in circles and then they take a knee. And they wait for the clock to expire. I mean, it's unbelievable. The, it, it just makes me even more ticked off that Republican politicians are out there saying that this is a smear campaign, it's in bad faith, it's dishonest, this is slander, it's terrible, oh my gosh, it's horrible. They're saying all that stuff, yet they're allowing it to continue. And they're actually going to they're gonna do this stupid hearing, even though they, they, they themselves have said that it's all in bad faith. How did we get cursed? I mean, as conservatives, how did we get cursed with this, with this party of nincompoops and spineless, gutless cowards? How did we end up this way? I mean, I, I, this, this is... Well, we ended up with this because these are the people that we vote for, guys. I mean, th- th- that's how we end up this way, is by voting. All right. <clears throat> I need to cut it off there before I have an aneurysm. Um, have a good day. Godspeed.